Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Our number two of a numbers game at VSEN, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN app, Fubo, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, all proudly, and I do mean proudly, brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, Brian Ortega is here in for uh, Jeff Parlay. Jeff will be out tomorrow, too. You will be back in the uh, saddle as well. Ready. Like an hour of Ortega TV reviews tomorrow? Is there oh, man. Think? I've taken a little bit of a break, but I got some stuff for you. Yeah. The Deshaun Watson thing sort of threw off your hour and a half of movie reviews L- today. A little bit. Sorry little about bit. that. <laughs> Apologies. Uh, we get tweets at Beatty the Book. By the way, still to come this hour, uh, Paul Sporer will join us to talk uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. This is from uh, Joby at The Real. Joby said, welcome back. Surprised you haven't gotten to the most important news that happened during your vacation. Iga inexplicably losing on uh, Clay in Poland to Carolyn Garcia. Does this impact in any way your outlook on her prospects at the U.S. Open? It does not. It, it's a, it was a funky tournament, too, because you were playing a post-Wimbledon pre-U.S. Open clay court tournament, and the only reason she played was because it was in her native Poland at Warsaw and she got rolled. And so, but, but no, it doesn't affect how I feel about her at the U S open. It does not. Uh, I did have, by the way, I did. I was going to have a tennis pl- play this morning. I bet uh, Daria Seville in DC on hard courts uh, last night, but when I bet her, she was minus minus one twenty eight. She's minus minus one seventy five this morning. And she was by the time this show started. So there was no tennis play today, but uh, tomorrow we certainly will back on the hard courts, baby. Look forward to that. Uh, The other big thing, of course, that is happening this week, and it starts on Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, the Premier League season begins. Oh, we should probably get a uh, tweet on that because this is the uh, the proper segue from Phil Weiss. He said, great to have you back, Gil. Certainly missed you and your... (laughs) And your upside-down takes on players' greatness. He hates that I love Barry Lamar Ponds. Uh, He says, let's get Paul Carr on. We have EPL this weekend. Oh, and how about some tennis? Seriously, welcome back. We missed you terribly. Thank you, Phil. Paul Carr is here. What do you know? Ladies and gentlemen, at Paul Carr, C-A-R-R, to talk some Premier League with us. How you doing, man? How's your summer? It's been pretty good. I I got hit by the COVID finally in the last week, but I'm recovering from that. It wasn't a terrible case, but after, you know, two years, it got me. But other than that, summer's been good. Got to do a little travel, see some family, uh, unplug a little bit. And now we're ready to go for a, an early start to the Premier League season. You know what? This is the COVID hour because both you and Paul Spore, who's coming up, both of you guys had avoided it this long and bam, 
just getting over yeah. it. But both both feeling good about it. Uh, all right. Feel so, good. So, okay, Premier League starts Friday, runs through May 28th, 38 games. We know how this goes. It's forever, um, yep. which is wonderful. Transfer window, you pointed out here, doesn't close until September 1st. But the interesting thing that people should remember again is this is the year where we get a pause in the middle of the season for the World Cup, right? Yeah, this is it's it's a season unlike any that we've had in, in recent memory, at least. I don't even think back in the day because we've never had a winter World Cup like this. So the season is going to stop November 12th, and most of the European seasons are similar, give or take a week. Uh, the World Cup starts on the 21st of November, runs through the 18th of December, and then the Premier League starts up again on Boxing Day, December 26th, which is traditionally a big day for them. So what this means from a betting standpoint, I don't think anybody knows. And anyone who thinks they know is just kind of winging it because we've never seen this before. The closest thing is like when Africa Cup of Nations happens in January and February and teams will lose you know, two or three players sometimes. But the league's still going then. Here, the whole league is shutting yeah. down a week break before, a week break after. I got to, I don't know, uh, pure speculation is what you kind of always say. It's going to favor the teams that are deep and have lots of players, which are the better teams, but no one really knows. It's going to be wild. Yeah, it feels like coming back from an MLB all-star break where some teams, like the numbers yeah. don't manifest from a handicapping standpoint. You're like, oh, this team hasn't shown up for a couple weeks. They're not back in the fold yet, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see, and again, we've already talked about how Boy, could we have used the World Cup this summer, and instead we're getting in the middle of our football season, which is just yeah. going to be the weirdest thing also. But let's start. So just to give it context, and we're not going to do the games for those who are like, hey, what are your plays on Friday? We'll bring Paul back later in the week to discuss those. These are all we want to do season-long yep. stuff today. So Man City has won two straight titles. They've won four of their last five, with Liverpool, of course, winning the other. Where do you stand? Let's just start there. Let's start with the overall title. What's the bet? So these are the two best teams in England by far, probably two best club teams in the world. I mean, you know, give or take a handful of others, your Madrid's, Byron's, whatever that are floating around. But those they're one and two, really. So this is purely an odds play. You ask me who's going to win the Premier League, and I would tell you Man City is more likely. But you look at the odds. Man City is around minus 165 to win the title. Liverpool's odds, I mean, this morning I saw everywhere from plus 200 to plus 250. And to me, Liverpool has to be the play. It's, I play them at plus 250. If you saw Liverpool and City play this weekend in the Community Shield, which is sort of a preseason, it's more than a friendly, but it's a preseason match. They're pretty even. You know, City easily could have won that one. Liverpool did win it 2-1. Uh, and the odds, I think, should just be closer than what they are. You give me plus 250. Uh, I'm going to take Liverpool. I think these two teams are pretty even. Uh, and like, you know, last year, City ha was ahead the whole way, but it still came down to the last day. So that's the kind of... Uh, evenness I think we have between these teams. Liverpool has a little more depth that they've added offensively. Uh, City's brought in Erling Holland from Dortmund. I think he'll fit in okay. It might take a little time to adjust, but he looked all right against Liverpool. So I just this is just playing the numbers here. You get plus 250 on something that I think should be closer to a 50-50 coin flip, I'm taking Liverpool. The beauty the beauty of betting the Premier League, every every time we talk, or not every time, but when we talk about season-long stuff, we always highlight this. It's, it's not as widespread like when we bet our sports, NFL, NBA, whatever, but there's so many creative ways to, to play this. So another market is finishing top four. We Obviously, that's for Champions yep. League um, contention. And what I love about this is there is no amount of juice you aren't willing to lay here to get Liverpool in the top four. Explain <laughs> that. I mean, 
I wouldn't say no amount of juice. Like I think I saw Man City was like minus five thousand to finish in the top four. I'm not laying that, but I did lay. I played Liverpool at minus a thousand, and you can still get that in some places this morning. They have to finish in the top four. So look, City's going to be in the top four. Like Liverpool's going to be there. You have to get three other teams to jump Liverpool. So that's a whole lot of stuff going right or wrong uh, for those teams to get there. So minus a thousand. This is assuming you have you know the liquidity to be able to basically pay a nine month bet and looking to get 10% return on it. Yeah. So yeah, I like it last year. I think Liverpool was only like minus, it was minus 500 minus 800 did the same sort of thing there. So yeah, if you can get minus a thousand might even, you know, a little bit worse than that. I'm willing to do that. Assuming again, assuming you have the, the bankroll and can, Play it that way. But yes. Yeah, minus a thousand. I just think it's very unlikely that three teams jump on. I'm glad you point that out again because it's not for everybody, right? But yeah. for those of us who, who do this seriously, value is value, and you and you find value in that. Liverpool minus a thousand to be top four. Now, here again, getting back to the whole thing is like we don't have this. Like we don't have bets in the NFL where like, okay, here's the market to win the title, throwing out, you know, yeah. the Rams, the Bucks, and the Bills. But you do right. have this for the Premier League. So there is a, getting back to the whole Man City, Liverpool, two-headed monster at the top, there is a market about winner without Man City and Liverpool. What did you bet there? So if the, the I don't know if it's clear cut, but the third best team by most of the odds in England is Tottenham. I played them to win the league without City and Liverpool at plus 175. Uh Tottenham has become, I don't know, if there's a sleeper team to win the title, this is it. They're in the 12 to 1, 14 to 1 range most places. It's not terrible. I just think you need too many things to happen. You know, City and Liverpool have to collapse. Tottenham has to play to its peak. Uh, but I like Tottenham here. After Antonio Conte took over in November last year, they were the clear-cut third-best team in the league behind City and Liverpool. Their numbers were not quite at that level, but they were well ahead of Chelsea and United and Arsenal and everybody else. They have the third most points, the third best goal difference, the third best expected goal difference, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so they've got another weapon in, in Richarlison from Everton up top. Uh, they've added midfielder from Brighton, whose name I can't pronounce very well in the midfield. So they're better. They've got another year of Conte, who's one of the better coaches in the world. There's so many question marks about Chelsea and Arsenal and United that I think Tottenham's kind of clearly the third best team. So I like them to win without City and Liverpool plus 175. You're not taking a shot at Eve Basuma, I believe. Is, is that the name? There of we it? go. Yeah. yeah. Something like that's, that. That's the one. Yeah. Nice work. Oh, thank you very much. It's, uh, that's what I'm here for. Ridiculous pronunciations, even though I have no idea yeah. if that's correct or not. All right. And then, there, then you good. can also bet top half or bottom half. Again, if you just related this to, we'll just use the NFL as the example. It's like, oh, Washington, top half, bottom half, 16 up top, 16 below. In the Premier League, we have 10 and 10, obviously in a 20-team league. Top half, you have a bet on a side to finish in the top half. Where did you go here? I like Crystal Palace a lot here. Plus 225 to finish in the top 10. They were 12th last season, but only three points out of 10th. It was the first season for Patrick Vieira, their new manager and Arsenal legend. Uh, so again, three points out of 10th. They were seventh in goal difference, sixth in expected goal difference. Uh, one, you know, we always look for like record in one run games in baseball or turnover luck, you know, fumble luck in football. One semi-parallel in soccer is one goal games. So Crystal Palace was a middle of the pack team, but they were only three and eight in games decided exactly by one goal. So either won by a goal or lost by a goal. So they figured to get, you know, you get two more of those to go the other way. They're in the top 10 last year. It's mostly the same team. They strengthen the defense a little bit. 
I don't think they're going to lose a ton of players to the World Cup for whatever that's worth. So I like them to get in significant plus money, plus 225 to finish in the top 10. All right. So Crystal Palace plus 225. Always shop around. Top half. And then bottom half, you are willing to lay the wood on Wolverhampton. Yeah. So bottom half. And remember, the top six, the big six clubs have finished in the top six, you know, every year for I forget how long. So you're really betting that they're going to be in the bottom 10 of the other 14. So I'll lay minus 300 with Wolverhampton. They were really lucky not to be in a relegation scrap last year. They're the fourth worst expected goal difference. They didn't add in much firepower. Raul Jimenez, their top forward is already hurt. Their other best offensive weapon is 35 year old John Matinho. I just think they're. This could be a wheels fall off type of season. I think they're almost a lock to finish in the bottom half. This is it's, it's almost so great talking primarily because of all these creative bets you can make. We yeah. still we'll we'll have you after the the break here. We'll, we'll still talk relegation wagers. You can bet yep. on relegation, and of course our favorite. Oh my goodness, Paul, it's our thing. Golden boot, short shots, yeah. middle shots, long shots. We'll do all that. It's a numbers game at Vsin with Paul Carr, the Sports Betting Network. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out now from VSIN. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of all 131 teams including team trends, uh, team trends, that is, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus our best season win totals bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. That is key. Sign up early and for a discounted $175, you'll receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. And by the way, there's a shot of the uh, 2022 College Football Betting Guide. Humans and crew do a spectacular job on that uh, on a yearly basis. No doubt it is 
that good again this year. College Football Guide and Pro Football Guide again available if you sign up early for the discounted $175. Skill Alexander Paul Carr, kind enough to uh, hang with us this morning. He is uh, free from COVID, all recovered, 100% recovered, would you say? No, we don't hear Paul. We're going to go with yes. We're going to go with yes, that he is 100% recovered. We don't oh, have his there own. we go. There we go. Now you're back. I, I needed to turn my microphone. I'm, I'm a little rusty. <laughs> that was you. That was yeah. me. Yeah. You, you sound a little uh, under the weather, but but you're feeling better. A little bit. Okay. A little congested, but yeah. Yeah. On the men, 90% plus, I'd say. Was it like a common cold situation for you? That's how it was for me uh, when I got in February. Yeah, for me, it was more fluish. Just like fluish. a lot of just body aches, yeah. congestion, things like that. So. All right. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Fight through it. We'll get a Paul Spore update on his... Uh, his battle as well. Not really a battle. He's, he's through it as well. Okay. So we have gone, and we, we will review all of these by the end here, but we've gone through title odds, uh, who, who Paul's pick is in the Premier League, which starts on Friday. Top four bet, winner without Man City and Liverpool. Top half bet, bottom half bet. Um, man, I wish some, you know, really entrepreneurial sports book here. We'll start doing this for our leagues. This is, this is awesome. Now relegation obviously doesn't exist in this country because we care too darn much about money and it just, the (laughs) economics will not allow us to relegate teams. It's not how it works in the United States of America, but of course it does famously in the premier league. And you have a, you have a bet on a team on a side to get relegated. Who is that? Yeah. So first of all, the, Temptation is always just to bet any of the three newly promoted teams. In this case, Fulham, Bournemouth, and Nottingham, Nottingham Forest are up. Those are the three favorites to be relegated. But at least one holdover Premier League team has been relegated in 24 straight seasons. So 24 in a yeah. row. Wow. So, so somebody, you know, at least one of those newly promoted teams survives. It's just kind of the way that it's worked. Uh, so my favorite among the holdovers is Southampton at plus 300. Uh I actually bet them to get relegated last year, and they weren't particularly close, although they weren't very good either. Uh, they got a little lucky. A lot of draws last season. I think it was the fourth most in the league, so they were stealing a lot of points here and there when they easily could have had zero. They brought in some youngsters this offseason, but I'm just none of them are super convincing, so there's, they're rolling the dice a lot. So this could, again, be one of those wheels fall off sort of things where the youngsters don't fit into this pressing system and suddenly nothing's going right and they're just at the bottom and everything goes wrong. So plus 300, uh, I played them. I mentioned Wolverhampton in the last segment. They're like plus 550 to get relegated. I'm probably going to end up uh, playing a little bit on them as well. But Southampton, the official play here, at plus 300 to go down. I still can't get over that stat you just said. 24 years in a row where a yeah. holdover got relegated. So again, you know, your brain just starts firing NFL. It's like, I'm sorry, Atlanta Falcons, it's your year. You got to go, <laughs> right? Like it's every year, it's a different a yep. different team from the pet. That's incredible. Okay, so uh, going with Southampton plus 300 on this. Okay, and then there's the golden boot. All right, the Golden Boot. Explain the uh, the two main criteria here for us for this award. So yeah, this is a kind of a my classic not overthink it category. But two main criteria: you need somebody from a big big six team. That's a traditional big six. So it's Liverpool, Chelsea, United, Arsenal, City, and Tottenham. Because in the past twenty Premier League seasons, only one Golden Boot winner from a team other than those six has won the Golden Boot, uh, and that was Jamie Vardy with Leicester a couple years ago. So. I mean, it makes sense intuitively. These are the best teams that are going to score the most goals. Chances are the scoring leader is going to come from there. And the other one that you want, if you can, you want on your side, if at all possible, is taking penalties. It's a free three to six goals every year. And when your scoring leader is in the low 20s, that's a pretty huge percentage of the goals. So those are the two things that I'm always looking for 
to pick a Golden Boot winner. Yeah, really. the, the, the takes penalties thing, I'm smiling because what was it? Was it a Euro Cup? Was it a World Cup? Where we were betting against Harry Kane, and then yeah. every time we're like, World oh, Cup. oh, that's what it was, 2018 World Cup. And then every time someone coughed on Harry Kane, we're like, oh, there's the PK right. coming. We're yep. going to lose this. Uh, yep. uh, does this, uh, did I just segue uh, cleverly into your short shot? Who's your short shot? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. my short shot is Harry Kane. I think he's about the third betting favorite behind Erling Holland and Mohamed Salah uh, at most places. So I played him at plus 600. And again, he takes penalties for Tottenham. He had 17 goals last season, which actually underachieved his expected goals total, which was right around 20. Uh, he has scored 17 goals in eight straight Premier League seasons. He seems to fit into this contest system very well. So I just think, you know, you're betting on a guy. You're basically betting, is he going to get to about 20 goals or so? Kane is about as safe a bet, and plus 600 is about as good a price as you've had the last few years. So, yeah, so he's my short shot at plus 600. Who did we have? Lukaku? Is that who we had in 18, 2018? Yes. Yes, we did. Oh, we looked so good for so long. You had a good run. Yeah, yeah. we did. All right, medium shot. This is a shout-out to uh, producer number three, the great Jorge Mondaca. He loves this guy. Gabriel Jesus. This is at least the third time I bet him to win the Golden Boot. Uh, the other two were – they were longer shots, 20 or 30 to 1. It was when he was with Manchester City. And at that time, it was basically a bet that Sergio Aguero would get hurt for a chunk of the season and Jesus would take over, and it never quite worked out. Now he's on Arsenal. Uh, there's some question about how he's going to fit in there, but – for what it's worth, five preseason friendlies, he's got seven goals, including a hat trick against Sevilla. Uh, so he knows how to find those spots and finish well. And his underlying numbers have always been really good with Manchester City. Not 100% sure he's going to take penalties. Uh, Saka's been taking him, took the one in preseason for Arsenal. But he, Jesus did take them with Manchester City some. So he's got that ability to pick up a few extra ones here. Uh, so I got him at 14 to one just like a week ago. Uh, it's dropped a decent amount since then. I saw it like nine to one this morning, some places, 12 to one others. Uh, if I get double digits, I'm probably still going to go with it. That's my, my medium shot. Gabriel Jesus. I took it at 14 to one. Okay. And that leaves us with the long shot. You've always got one for us. Um, going 35 to one here on somebody. What do you got? Yeah. Last year it worked out well with uh, Sun Hyung Min. It took him about 40 to one and he ended up sharing the golden boots. So that was good. Uh, I don't feel as good to be honest at this. One. I played, Liverpool's Diogo Jota at 35 to one. Uh, I played this about close to a month ago. Figuring he'd be a strong part of this Liverpool attack again. Uh, he had double digit goals last season, could step into you know, a lot more minutes this season. Uh, he actually hurt his hamstring about a week ago. So his spot is a little bit in question. I'm not super high on this bet now. I'm almost ready to tear the ticket up already, but I have it at 35 to one. If he comes back healthy, you know, and gets plugged into the lineup regularly, you know, it looks like Roberto Firmino is going to stick around, which will hurt Jota a little bit. It uh, looked like Firmino might be going to Juventus a few weeks ago. So this bet is, you know, is not as good looking as it was a month ago. But I still have the ticket, just in case. Diogo Jota, 35-1. to 1. Okay, let's review them all. Odds to win the title, <clears throat> pardon me, Liverpool plus 250. Top four, Liverpool minus 1,000. Paul laying the wood. Winner without Man City and Liverpool. Tottenham plus 175. <clears throat> Top half bet, Crystal Palace plus 225. Bottom half, Wolverhampton minus 300. Relegation, Southampton plus 300. And the Golden Boot, short shot, Harry Kane 6-1. to Gabriel Jesus 14-1. to The middle shot, and Diogo Jota 35-1 to to win the Golden Boot. Uh, a couple questions here before you leave. You are famously a yep. Kansas City Royals fan. Uh, how can I how can I put this technically? They suck at baseball again. What is the general 
reaction there in Kansas City to this? Just complete nonplussed or actual disappointment for once? Yeah, disappointment. I mean, there were not like we're going to win the World Series expectations, but you always hope you can kind of hang around the fringes of a playoff chase and make something happen. Um, until the last month or so, it was really just that the pitching has been so bad and hasn't developed. But Brady Stinger's been decent. Even Bubich has been okay the last month. Uh, I think the general mindset now is trade everybody you can. You know, trade Michael A. Taylor, maybe trade Merrifield, trade Barlow, get something back. Uh, as you look to the future. We're going to talk trade deadline with Paul Spore here just momentarily. You're also a Dolphins fan. Where do you stand? Or are you bullish? Are you bearish? Where are you right now? Cautiously optimistic. I mean, all the pieces are there, obviously, on offense for Tua to make something happen. If he doesn't make it happen this year, then you know maybe you're getting ready to blow it up. Uh, you got a new coaching staff. Yeah, plenty of weapons in the backfield, plenty of weapons at receiver. They got a shot. I mean, there's no obviously the Bills are the best team in that division, but the Patriots and are you know similar level of the Dolphins. The Jets are still the Jets, so it's there. You know, go get those ten wins, make the playoffs. It's it, the opportunity's there. If it's not this year, then two is probably not happening. The last thing is we go out. You worked at ESPN for many years. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson news breaking this morning. I did two and a half segments on it. For goodness sakes, to start the show, it's the biggest story of the day. Do you miss days like this? Or do you quietly uh, relish that you don't have to be there for days like this? This one specifically, I'm glad I'm not there. Because as, like, as a researcher, like, there's no statistical anything you can do with this. I mean, we're not getting into the, at least right away, how has this affected Browns on the field right. sort of stuff. You just kind of want to like, hide under your desk and come out when it's over. <laughs> well, that'd be an interesting sight to see. Uh, Paul, <laughs> we appreciate it. Get better. All right, we'll do. Feel better. Paul Carr, everybody, on the Premier League. We'll get his Premier League picks later this week for the first week. Paul Sporer on the other side. Trade deadline next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game right here at VSIN, the sports betting network. Gil Alexander live from the majestic South Point Hotel Casino. Can we call it majestic, Brian? Is that right? Is that allowed? You can. Oh, girl. Yeah. How would you? Would you use the word majestic? Cowboy, cowboy chic. Cowboy chic. Brian Ortega, ladies and gentlemen, man about town. You should be Mr. Vegas. You should just be commenting on all things Vegas. I'm coming for the crown. Tomorrow. You're coming for the crown tomorrow. We get tweets at beating the book. Joe C714. Great to have you back, brother. Also coming to Vegas later this month, and we'll have a gift for you. I'm pretty sure you'll like it. Uh Uh-oh. Gifts. I hope it's a good one. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, Why so serious? Oh, why so serious is talking to somebody else. He says, don't know if you heard Gil break down... The Deshaun thing this morning in the opening. If not, you should listen when you have time. Took us to parts of the CBA, and then the NFL doesn't want Watson's legal team to open up Pandora's box in the uh, in the league closet either. Yeah, I mean, that's my take on it anyway. Again, for those who missed it earlier, we'll, we'll run it back on social later today. But for those who are, are saying that the that they think, oh, Roger Goodell and the NFL, they are absolutely going to uh, going to appeal this uh, six-game suspension here within the next three days, I don't think so. I don't think so. And again, I'm not saying I, I don't disagree with the re, the guttural, you know, just sort of the the knee jerk reaction to that. Oh, six just just doesn't seem it's it doesn't make sense based on all the lengths of other of other suspensions. And you see all kinds of people tweeting. Dove Kleinman again just tweeted out something I saw where he's going through the whole he's doing the whole thing where he's like Josh Gordon, 78 games for smoking weed, Calvin Ridley, one full season at least for making a bet, Vincent Jackson, three games because of unlicensed driving, Plaxico, four games for shooting his leg. Yes, but that's not this CBA. 
And so again, while, while none of that makes sense logically, I'm with you. We have to be adults about this. This is not what former federal judge, independent arbitrator Sue Robinson is dealing with. She is dealing with the language of the collective bargaining agreement and specifically the personal conduct policy. She does not care about the noise. She does not care about the PR. That's all she's dealing with. And the PR for her, she's like, hey, Roger Goodell can deal with, with those repercussions. And I stated earlier why well, I don't think the NFL will, will, will say anything about this. I think they'll move on because to make an issue of this and to try to appeal it will create a lawsuit, will provoke a lawsuit from the National Football League Players Association, will drudge back up all of the details from the Robert Kraft matter in Florida and other owners who have sort of run amok, my words. And I don't think you want to get into that. And you make the whole process a sham right out of the gate. You can't do that the first time out of the box. Anyway, I don't want to talk about it all over again, but that was certainly my take on this. There was another thing here real quick before we get to Paul Spore, because I want to talk trade deadline and baseball with our man Paul, who is doing better from COVID himself. We just had Paul Carr, Paul Spore uh, recovering as well. Massachusetts, Brian, sports betting. But Captain Jack, quick, Captain Jack, the commissioner of sports betting, by the way, I should, I should say, Captain Jack Andrews, uh, our buddy who said, hey, look, this is great and everything. However, and this is the Captain Jack tweet about it. He said, those thinking sports betting will be up and running in Massachusetts in time for the start of NFL season really have no idea how this all works. Aim for early 2023, except summer 2023. Yeah, so it just passed through the legislature, and it still has to go to the governor to be signed. Um, so that might, you know, take a little time. But, I mean, still, they have to, you know, enact all this stuff, you know, put in systems in place. Um, sort of the big bullet points to kind of know um, is that really the big one is that you can't bet on in-state colleges. That's the big thing, like Boston College, you know, that kind of thing. Except if they're participating in a collegiate tournament. So, oh God. March Madness. I just I, here we come. I, I, we just don't have the time to talk about how ridiculous all this is. All right, Massachusetts. Well, at least you're one step closer. How about that? You can hang your hat on that. Still to fall, California, Texas, and Florida. And then after that, well, you know, then we've done all we can do, kind of thing. Ohio's out there too, right? Ohio's yeah. a strange one. Yeah. Well, I think they actually they I think they did um, approve uh, sports betting. I don't think they've. I don't think it's operational yet, but I think they did pass it. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, from Austin, Texas, works for Fangraphs. You can follow him every night, twitch.tv slash Sporer. Of course, the name of the podcast, Sleeper in the Bust. It is the recovering Paul Sporer. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing well, Gil. How are you? Oh, doing very well. We got you by phone today. Uh, so you're feeling better. That's right. COVID is behind you, yes? yes? Much better. Okay. Yep, yep. Pretty much 100% at this point. Let me just ask you one question right out of the shoot. has nothing to do with anything. But this has to do with a uh, rookie of the year. So Julio Rodriguez gets beamed in the uh, in the wrist. He's out short term. But let me just ask you a question: If he never came back this year, because I just want to make a point about this award. If he never came back, let's say he never played another game this year, could he possibly not be the rookie of the year even then? Uh, yeah, there's definitely a shot. It's not it's not so locked, in my opinion, that. Uh, J-Rod could miss the rest of the year and, and definitely get it. 
you know, obviously guys would have to perform to, to catch up to him. But, no, if, if he was done at this point, obviously that would be awful on a lot of different levels. But I do think that it would potentially put that in doubt. Somebody like a Jeremy Pena could definitely run up there and get it. Um, what if Adley just went crazy the next two months? You know, uh, I know Witt just got hit yesterday, and he too left the game, but it's not expected to be serious. So, yeah, uh, as great as J-Rod's been, he cannot sit out the rest of the season in any way, shape, or form. Even if he was going to miss a month, I think he'd be putting himself in some danger for the rookie of the year. Yeah, the, the reason I ask it that way is because I just wanted to give context. It is August 1st, right? There's two more months of the Major League Baseball season. And so if the, let's just take AL MVP. If AL MVP was voted on now... Aaron Judge probably going to be the American League MVP, but there's two months of a season left. And I just want to point out to people again, Robbie Ray on this day last year, going to Cy Young now for American League last year, was 100 to 1, right? There's still two wow. months of a runway. So it's like, we, yeah, we shouldn't get so wrapped up in a moment, I guess is my point. Exactly, and that's kind of the, the that, that's actually a great message for sports culture as a whole. Not getting too wrapped up in the moment. It's, it's something that uh, we're prisoners of the moment. Everything's the best thing ever, right then and there. There's no nuance, no reflection. So I hear you on that. That's a great call. And yeah, two months. Not only two months, though, but what a lot of people deem as the most important two months for obvious reasons, with the playoff chases and all that. And because these are voted on, that sort of stuff has to be weighed. Uh, I, I'm not a huge fan of basing individual awards off team performance. I think it's actually really stupid, but the voters do. It happens. Mm -hmm. And so these stories are going to be written. Narratives will be changed. So nothing is set in stone right now. I don't care what ticket you got uh, as far as an award goes. If you think you're, you're cashing that yet, you might be in for a rude awakening regardless of who you're backing. All right, 6 p.m. Eastern tomorrow, 3 p.m. Pacific, is the MLB trade deadline. I remember last year we were all sort of gathered around the MLB network, and it was kind of cool how everything came in. Uh, so far, Luis Castillo to the Mariners is probably the biggest move. I don't want to assume that. I'm going to I'm gonna throw that, throw that out there and see if you agree with that. What is the move? Yeah, far and away at this point. I think it's it's yeah, it's not really debatable. But what is the move here? Obviously, Juan Soto is out there. Let's just start there. Do you think Juan Soto gets moved here before tomorrow? No, no, no. I think it's I think it's all all BS to drive the clicks and 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 fill fill the uh, fill the virtual inches. I'll be floored. I I'll tell you this one. I would love to come on here next week and say, wow, I got that one wrong. No shot. No shot. But it's going to no happen. No shot. I really, I yeah. really don't think that. He'll get traded, yes. Yeah. But there is no urgency needed. They don't have to move if they don't have the perfect deal. Now, if a team comes in and overwhelms them, sure. And again, I'll gladly take an L uh, because I love trades like that and it'd be so fun. I don't really see it, though. And I think a lot of the uh, you know, urgency around it, like I said, drummed up by Boris on one end to try to maybe get him out of there, and then by these, uh, by these beat writers and national guys to make sure that they keep the clicks coming in, plain and simple. I think, I think you're right. And by the way, Nationals fans who might be like, really? That, that just means you're getting six more months of Juan Soto, and that's it. Like, it's, it's, not, a, it's not a permanent yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what's the move? And we only have like a minute here before the break. What's the one move here that you think non-Soto category that will make the most impact on a betting market and really move the needle on the MLB season here? What, what player to what team? I think, 
I think Montas is remarkably similar to Castillo. And so wherever he goes, it, it's going to be big. Now, it could be something that the Yankees do to solidify. Um, you know, who, who doesn't need a starter? Uh, there's been talk about the Cardinals in on this Soto situation. To be honest, Montas is a better fit. Now, Soto's a god. That's not anything against Soto or pretending that Soto wouldn't be a bigger impact. But he also costs exponentially more. So for the Cardinals, for their purposes for October, I really think Montas would be a, a substantially better fit. So wherever Frankie Montas goes, I think right now, that's the biggest move that you can be pretty certain happens. They also don't have to force it. They have him for next year, too, so they could do something in the offseason. But it makes sense to go now with Montas here for the A's. So I think they'll make a move. I don't know exactly where he's going to go. That stuff is so difficult to guess on. I, I do think uh, that we're going to see one of the big front runners, though, go get Montas as a counter to that uh, Castillo move out there. All right, more with Paul Sporer on the other side. I want to get his thoughts on uh, what team might sell, perhaps surprisingly. Uh, that's always interesting. And his thoughts on today's slate, Major League Baseball, Paul Sporer, Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas? Well, you can also convert your BetMGM points and MGM rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers incredible experiences and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Gil Alexander, Brian Ortega in for Jeff Parlay. Ortega's waving at me from behind the window like I don't see him. I see you. Remember, wall-to-wall Ortega TV critic, uh, criti- uh, what, what are we going to call them? Reviews tomorrow? Oh, yeah. All right, I'll maybe. figure something out. All right, maybe not two hours. 
Maybe a segment, but still, we'll get you in there. Thanks, Gil. Appreciate well, it. Well, come on, man. You're the man about town. Um, by the way, clarification on Ohio, because we did get uh, people uh, texting in about this. Ohio goes live at the outset of 2023 with sports betting. So state of Ohio, when a thank you to Ohio sports odds, Ohio sports betting will be fully operational January 1st, 2023. So there's your Ohio clarification on that. Florida, Texas, and California. You were on vacation. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to miss a detail or two. <laughs> I didn't miss that Deshaun thing, though. That's for sure. We'll run that back later. Paul Spore is with us uh, talking baseball trade deadline tomorrow. Again, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Uh, Paul, let me just ask you this. Every year there's always, I don't know about every year, but usually there's always a surprise, either in terms of a buyer or a seller. Like a team will go, we'll be like, wow, we didn't know Team X was going to like go for it this year. Or conversely, I think about like Oakland Athletics teams from the past when they were like two games out of a division lead in some years, and then Billy Bean was like, yeah, we can't do this. Sorry, we're selling. Who who do you think might be a surprise either way this year? I mean, do you think, you think your boys, your Giants, are going to do anything uh, wow. to add? I, I feel like they, they might be moving. You know, Carlos Rodon could be, mm-hmm. could be a big chip out there. You know, we talked about Montas leaving the Bay. What about Rodon going? He's on a one-year. Um, he's been great. They could definitely still get, like, one solid piece, you know, rentals, the rental market kind of ticked back up last year. We're going to see if it's, if it's still good this year, because for a few years, their rentals just really weren't going for the prices of yesteryear that, you know, called prospect hugging teams were a little too reluctant to move guys, but we saw that loosen up last year. If the right prospect was dealt for Rodon, I could see the Giants saying, Hey, we're 51, 51. Yeah. We just don't have it this year. That defense sucks. The platoons aren't clicking quite the way they, they used to. I think the defense is one of the bigger issues, to be honest, that hasn't gotten covered uh, as intensely. We talk about Philly's defense, Giants' defense sucks. So I think they're the, uh, they're the surprise sell. And I don't think Baltimore's a surprise sell. I, wouldn't be, I think they should be a Jorge Lopez, regardless of how they feel about themselves. Jorge Lopez, waiver wire journeyman that's now thrown 100-mile-an-hour stinkers at age 30. You trade that guy a million percent of the time. If Seattle <laughs> could trade Kendall Graveman last year yeah. um, in, in the situation they were in, and I fully co-signed that deal, except for maybe the timing. It was a little wonky there the day after uh, to the team that y'all just beat or whatever. But I do think Jorge Lopez needs to be out of Baltimore or else they're really not uh, being sharp there because Felix Bautista will take over that job and they won't miss a thing, but they'll get you know a piece, a prospect piece for, for uh, Lopez. A million percent of the time. I think you're right about the Giants. I mean, Giants 51 and 51. They're four games out, I believe it is now, four games out of a of the final wild card. And the, yeah. you're, the, yes, the defense is so embarrassingly bad. Right. By the way, they're starting mm-hmm. pitching. They're starting pitching. Collective ERA is third in baseball. Like only the Dodgers and Mets are better, but everything else just is crapola. Technical term. And so, yeah, I mean, I think, and there's, and there's, there's no mad bum decisions anymore where you have this like civic legend that you have to make or, you know, well, we can't, we should, but we shouldn't that kind of thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, let's just sort of admit what's going. We'll see. We, we have uh, over 24 hours to find out if Rodon will be moved. By the way, Jacob deGrom returns tomorrow. Let's get off the trade deadline for a second. deGrom is back and this is not a guy coming to save the day. This is a guy who is now just going to be added to a Mets team 
The, the only Mets record better than this after 100 games was the 86 team that won the whole thing. And so now you're adding wow. to Grom. Yeah, so they, I think they won 68 out of 100. This team won 63 of their first 100. And so now you're adding the best, maybe the best pitcher in all of baseball. And so I guess my post-All-Star break, because there's a reset with you, is where do you stand now? Like if I said to you, okay, Paul, uh, we don't often talk about the basics of who do you think's going to going to be the best setup team for a postseason run, but doesn't it become the Mets just by that alone? Oh, yeah. I mean, if the Grom stays healthy, uh, they are in such an amazing position there. Scherzer, too, obviously. They have the two aces at the top. Uh, that sets up everything for them. And, and obviously, Scherzer and DeGrom, you don't really get much of a better one-two punch there. So if they're healthy and they're cooking, the Mets have got to be feeling excellent. They might do some supplemental things tomorrow, but their big move is getting their big dog back, and he doesn't cost anything except to move somebody off the roster to put him on. So that's huge for the Mets. It is crazy how things are really setting up so nicely for them. I know Mets fans are certainly conditioned to uh, wait for the other shoe to drop, but even us non-Mets fans are always kind of worried about, you know, what's coming around the corner for that team. But right now, everything looks really sunny ahead of them with the Grom coming back this week. Yeah, it's baseball so funny, man. It's like, I just think about the... Uh... The Edwin Diaz Kellenic trade and how like oh yes. the, the Mets got crushed on this and now the like deal ever. yeah that's right and now you look up and you're like oh my god what a like this worked out wonderfully for the Mets Diaz is great Kellenic is like not even pro ready anymore like it's the strangest thing for for him by the well, way he's in deep trouble too deep trouble guys don't come back for that kind of strikeout rate at the major scale I agree like, there's just no history of becoming like a real premium player there. His ceiling has been lowered substantially for me at this point with Kalnick. That is just, whoa, what a turn, what a turn of events that is. All right, so uh, let's talk about today's slate. Let's talk DFS first. What do you like? So speaking of those Mets, I like a Mets stack against Patrick Corbin. You know, every once in a while, he's good for a really nice outing. Uh, you know, he's a major league pitcher. He can grind out 180 innings and all that. But, Give me these. Give me the Mets stack there against uh, against him. Alonzo, Marte, Lindor, Escobar. That's kind of the core. In fact, I'm going to go all the way Mets stack. I'll even have Scherzer as one of my pitchers there. Uh, that's the main thing that I'm doing with DFS today. Is going heavy on the Mets at the Nats. Great park to hit in. Corbin's a great guy to hit off of. So I like Mets stacking with uh, DFS today. Little little chalky, but I'm sometimes the chalk is the play. If I asked you about one bet today, one bet that you like the best, have you had a chance to look? What do you I like? Got, yeah, I got one that's a little bit of a, a little bit of an out there gut play, but I'm, I'm going with the uh, Mariners visiting the Yankees here. I think they're really excited to kind of show, hey, we belong with the big boys. We just made the big boy deal. Uh, let's see what we can do here. Domingo Herman is a home run machine. Um, I'm not super sold on him as someone who can shut down that lineup. So give me Marco Gonzalez and the M's heading into the Yankees today in the Bronx. I know the Yankees are, are two games better than the Astros in the American League when you just look at overall records. Uh, and they are, uh, you know, percentage points, I guess, with the Dodgers in terms of the majors. But they're two games better than the Astros in the standings. I just want to just sort of get perspective on this. Don't you feel that they're just simply not as good as the Astros? And would you even extend it as, as far as, and it's not particularly close? Have I gone too far with that? No, 
it's funny because I feel the exact same way, and you can hear the Yankees fans pounding their keys right now with yes. typos upon typos about how wrong we are and how stupid and how we don't know baseball. Um, no, it, it, I have that same sort of feeling, and it's not even that I think this is a bad team. A lot of it is more a pro to the Astros of how I feel about them and what they might do. I think they get a key lefty tomorrow. I've been talking up. My Tigers uh, chafing to, to the Astros seems like a really good fit for them. They don't have any lefties in the bullpen, so that'd be a nice pickup for the Astros. But, yeah, there is something about this team. I think I keep coming back to the age of the Yankees, too. I'm wondering what they're going to look like come October. Now, there's some age on the Astros, too, including their ace. You know, Dustin Berlander's a 1,000 years old. He's a unicorn. He's a G. But, of course, he is old, too. So it's not like they are above reproach there for the Astros. But I feel the same way. The Yankees team, it just doesn't inspire as much confidence. Certain pieces do. I adore Judge and what he's doing. Garrett Cole's a legit ace, but we're seeing the bullpen get a little shaky with Clay Holmes giving it back up. What are they going to do tomorrow to really solidify themselves is what I'm looking for with the Yankees. Because I totally agree. I see the Astros as substantially better than them. Yeah, that's how I see it anyway. Two more months of baseball. Paul, always great catching up with you. Feel better, man. Thank you so much, Gil. Glad to have you back. Talk to you later. Thank you, brother. Paul Sporer on Twitter, at Sporer, S-P-O-R-E-R, for all the stuff that he does, including twitch.tv slash Sporer every night playing MLB The Show. Uh, That does it for us today. Great to be back. Lombardi line is next. Michael Lombardi, Patrick Maher, they will have stuff to say, obviously, about Deshaun Watson and beyond. We'll put up what uh, we had to say on social. Um, All the betting implications as well. It is Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.